Cheers, golf addicts. DB back at you with Pat Perry. We are the Tour Junkies. This is the 2021 Houston Open, sponsored by a computer company. Mm. I'm excited, Pat. Ready to be back here. Uh, now, the, the, the golf tournament is sponsored by a computer company, but we're sponsored yeah. by Covers, not a computer company. But you can access them on your computer, which is cool. You know, full circle. Like you can access most things. Full circle. But that was a good, that was, a, I guess, a good yeah. segue into that. Yeah, I nailed that. I mean, it, t- it took me all yeah. week off to figure that one out. But winning starts at Covers. It's the place for people who love sports and love to win. You got the NFL running hot and heavy. College football, our dogs doing their thing right now. Uh, NHL, NBA is going on, and Covers.com is where you need to go to start the betting process. Our articles going up on Covers every week. Listen, you know, we, we publish the, the outright betting cards, and we publish the, you know, the other stuff that we publish, right? But you know what we don't publish? And that's top 20s. That's head-to-head matchups. Those all get published on Covers.com. So if you want that, you can get it for free. You don't even have to sign up for anything. You don't have to be a member. You don't have to do anything. You just have to go to Covers.com and look for the content. We tweet out the, the link, put on Instagram. But Covers gives you everything you need to know. If you're shopping lines for betting on anything, like Covers has it for you. They serve over 20 million sports bettors annually, and it's the place where you can go and connect with 500,000 current members in the Covers forum. It's an incredible place to go. So check out Covers.com, and we appreciate Covers for sponsoring the Tour Junkies podcast, because we're a ratchet operation. You know, we got pretty ratchet last week, uh, or last week, last, well, yeah, we did get it last week, but last show, we just finished the draft. What do you show. mean we got ratchet last week? Well, I thought it was, yeah. it's just, it's just perfectly fine. You know, when you're by yourself and it's like six minute ad reads and it's, you know, Pat. I'm just giving covers their due. Changing up the format of the show and all, you know, Pat just doing his thing, cowboying it up. It, it, it gets a little wild. It gets a little weird. Uh, but, you know, props to you for that, though, last week, Pat. You nailed Victor Hovland. You had talked him up on the DraftKings show. You talked him up on the betting show here. Um, you know, talking about Victor Hovland at 17-1. to 1. Props to you. I'm not really enjoying the fall swing season because I, it's not long shot season. You know, last year we had mm-hmm. – last year we had Hudson Swafford, you know, at the Bermuda. You know, you had him on your first-round leader. Bet, you had him on your betting card article, first-round leader, 100-1. to 1. I had him at 150-1, to 1, the same tournament outright. We hit that. You know, we hit – uh, we, we had other long shots, right? But it's like this year, it's like Sam Burns is winning and freaking Victor Hovland's winning and like all these short numbers. I don't like it. I, I, need, I need length. Maybe it changes this week for you. You just don't know. I'm ready for it too, but props to you for last week. Uh, this week, we do have uh, Mark, our boy Mark Hill, our resident European tour expert podcaster, will be breaking down the Golf in Dubai Championship at the Fire Course. And then next week, he will have a special guest on for that show. Um, very special guest. And they'll be breaking down the DP World Tour Championship, the season's final event over there for the European Tour. That's going to be a great show. But check out Mark Hill's podcast. It'll be on our same feed if you listen on wherever you listen to audio podcasts. It'll also be on our YouTube channel. Mark Hill's doing a great job for us. We appreciate it. And we do have a very special guest coming up in just a moment. You're going you're gonna to love this guy. I think you're... I'm worried you might like him more than you like us. And you probably, you might not even like us. So it's not saying much, but I'm a little worried about it, is all I got to say. He's a great dude. And uh, we got a big announcement coming. I'm excited for that. So you're going to want to stick around for that after we make our picks here in a second. But uh, I think that's all the, all the, uh, the big, um, oh, no, we are going to do two more. So we got the RSM next week. We're going to break down the RSM. 
And then the week after, or not the week after, but at some point before the end of the year, we're going to do an award show for the previous PGA Tour season. We're going to give awards to players, to listeners, okay? It's the Golden Golbies, first annual. Shout out. Um, so in the comments on YouTube, tell us your favorite moment from this past season. It could be anything. Give it to us. And then we're also going to do a look ahead, kind of, you know, year ahead, 2022. Let's talk about majors. Let's talk about storylines. Let's talk about who's the Stewart sink of 2022, you know, um, whatever. Put that in the comments, too. If you got a question, if you got a topic you want us to talk about on that, uh, on that show, hit us up. Let us know. Put that in the YouTube comments. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. All that good stuff. We'd appreciate it. It helps out the show. All right, Pat. Let's get to it. We, we did a full course breakdown on Memorial Park golf course on the last show, on the DFS show. They can go back and listen to that if they want it. Any, like, big thing, you know, big takeaways, like, what's the number four things? Number four things. The tequila is starting to hit me already here. The what number are, four things you- that are most important to you <laughs> when handicapping this golf tournament. I mean, when I'm looking at this golf tournament, I mean, if you if you even listen to any of what the players are saying, I mean, it is you got to be long off the tee. Mm. Uh, Seventy four hundred yards, par seventy. There's a lot of long par fours, I think, and that's where the defense is. And but it's really around the greens here. It's you know, there's a lot of runoffs. They run pretty quick. A lot of slope here on these greens. So I think that's going to be key. Um, it's a, it's a weird layout, but, um, you know, for me, I'm definitely going to look at scrambling, looking at approach, putting on Bermuda. And then, um, you know, just guys that are, that that got that length. That's Mm. what, that's what they need. You know, you look at Carlos Ortiz, he was the winner here in 2020, which was the first time they played on this, on this course recently. He, he ranked 14th in approach second around the green and fifth in putting on Bermuda that week. So. You know, just a little insight on last year's winner. And he was 13 under. I mean, this is a difficult course. I mean, you look at, you know, as far as uh, it was the fifth toughest non-major course uh, last year in 2020. So it's not going to be easy. You know, I think maybe the second year around, though, because they redid it in 2019. Takes a little while for courses to kind of come into their own after a little bit of a redesign and and a redo. So... Who knows what this this year will bring, but um, should be you know should be a fun event. Did you change your shirt? I put on a hoodie. Oh, oh, you didn't got a little chilly. Got a little chilly. And up you here. didn't even put on our own hoodie that you could possibly market or advertise to anyone. You didn't... no, because it doesn't show up anyway. And okay. this one's like a thin one because I was still a little bit okay. warm, and so I didn't want like our ours is a little thicker. So okay, yeah. Um, how does that even matter? I did. Okay. I just noticed it. I just noticed it. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we, you know, tough, tougher course than what we've been seeing these last couple of weeks. Par's your friend on a lot of these golf holes. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Distance for sure. Got to have some pop in the bat. Approach play for sure. Being able to get up and down, scramble on these Bermuda lies, these tight Bermuda lies off these greens. A lot of undulation on these on these larger green surfaces. So if you miss the if you miss the if you miss the proper level, you're going to be chipping off some nasty Bermuda surfaces. So I looked at that um, and just being able to get up and down, do your thing, roll the rock on the Bermuda, and um, and let's do it. You know, but but this is kind of a grinder type of course. It seems like I mean only a small sample size, one one year to look at. But our boy Brooks Kepka had some input, quote unquote with Tom Doak on designing this place. And you got to figure, you know, Brooks said, hey, let's make it tough, right? Like, Brooks wants it to be tough. That's what he wants. 
So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Let's go. Let's get into it. Uh, before we get into it, though, you know what? What's what's really popping off right now is not PGA Tour golf. It's not. It's the it's the wrong time of year. You know, it's NFL season. The Manning brothers are on every Monday night. Nobody cares about us on Monday night, but people do care about cryptocurrency, Pat. In fact, a lot of people in the Nut Hut are making a lot of money on cryptocurrency because we have the Nut Hut has its own dedicated uh, crypto channel. We're crushing it in there, but we do not give investment advice. But if you're interested in investing in cryptocurrencies, our friends at Kraken are here to help you out and get started. You can buy and sell over 50 of the most popular cryptos like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, all that good stuff on the go 24-7. Really easy to get started. Uh, you can just download the app, create your account, and you are investing in minutes. And you know, although crypto is like $67,000 right now, worth $67,000 right now, you can invest like 10 bucks worth on the Kraken app. It's super easy to get started. That's all you got to do. You can just dip your toe in. And find out for yourself why the Kraken app has been one of the most highest rated places to buy crypto for the last 10 years. So visit kraken.com slash tourjunkies. That's K-R-A-K-E-N.com slash tourjunkies or search Kraken in the app store. It's a phenomenal app, phenomenal partner. We love some crypto, boy. Our nut hut, just, we just, we crush crypto in the nut hut. Crush it. You know, we didn't even talk about this on the DraftKings show, Pat. We had a ton of listeners win a ass ton of money last week. Yeah, there was some good. We didn't even yeah. talk about that. We had like five. Is that thanks to me doing a show by myself? Of course know. not. Of course it not. It could no. be. I put my picks in the caddy channel. I put my picks in the caddy channel. Um, no, yeah, it's probably mostly you, man. It's probably mostly you. But it was also a lot of football, too. These people don't realize this. The Nut Hut is not just golf, baby. We got football, NBA, UFC, all the thing, NHL. And a lot of sharp We got a channel on all that, and we're not the sharps on any of it. Even the golf, we're not the sharps on. But we got <laughs> other people in there who are really freaking good at it, and people are making a bunch of money. I don't know. I got it. Maybe I'll go and look it up during the show when you're talking or something. But we had like some $15,000 winner, $20,000 winner. We had some big hits last week in the Nut Hut. So shout out to those folks. That's great. All right, let's talk about some outright bets we like. We're going to hit those. We're going to hit some top 20s. We're going to recap the favorites, the ones we think you need to jump on now. But, Pat, starting with the favorites up to 25 to 1, anybody in here you like, and who's a, who's a name that you think you might, you might want to stay away from? Well, I, I'm going to start with Sam Burns. And I know I'm going with the guy that's got the shortest odds to win in this tournament. But there is wow. a little... There is that a little difference. Not on brand up. for us. Not on yeah, brand. It's not. But I still think sixteen to one on points bet. He's twelve to one on DraftKings, but he's sixteen to one on points bet. Um, I like that number, so I will go with some Sam Burns there. If we're you know in this this shorter range here, I'm just you know I would have some fear of missing out. Mm. Some FOMO. That's called as FOMO. The kids call yeah, it. There we go. Those kids. Um, Get, on yeah. uh, on Sam Burns, if I don't put any money on him, but then I like Sung JM at twenty to one. Oof. Big fan of Sung J. I know he's not that long off the tee, but still, I think everything else about this course fits his game. So I like Sung J there at twenty to one. I think the guy I'm going to avoid is Cam Smith. Oh wow! Yeah, I think Cam Smith's going to be the one I avoid here in the shorter odds. Why? I just not. I don't know. I'm not feeling it. What do you mean um, you're not feeling it? What is that? Is he a great uh, scrambler? Fantastic he scrambler. He's a good scrambler. Good iron player. Yeah, Plays great on tough very, courses. Not very accurate bogeys. off the tee. Avoids not very well. long off the tee. Yeah, um, the tee game is know, a little... 73rd in the field and strokes gained off the tee. Tee game's a little sus. Um, I don't know. I think Cam Smith... Um, but I mean, I so is Sungjae. Sungjae's the same way. 
I don't care. I like Sung You don't Jay care. Better. You just you don't care. No, Sung Jay is a little more accurate off the tee. I do think that's going to make a little bit of a difference than than Cam is. Mm. Cam is not very accurate off the tee. Have you seen his tee game? Do you remember that tournament a few weeks ago where he well, was like a few months ago where he had a chance to win and he just freaking sailed it off the planet? Yeah, but how does he how does he show up at these at these tough tournaments? Like that's the only thing that scares me about Cam Smith. We didn't talk about him in the DFS show, but he it scares me to fade him here because he is so good on tough golf courses. Like, I, and yeah, I, I, I don't know how. I mean, obviously he's a great scrambler. He's probably one of the best in this field. Maybe maybe the best in the world. Um, I mean, you're kind of asking a difficult question by saying, who are you going to fade under 25? It is to tough. One? It is tough. I mean, shit. It is Everybody tough, Everybody in here is, like, tough to fade. It's a tough life for Pat. I know, man. Okay, know. who are you going to fade under 25 to one? My fade, and it's, and it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> like I just said. It's tough. <laughs> but I guess, I guess my reasoning for fading him, is that, did I say that right? My reasoning for fading? Yeah. My reasoning for fading him is he just hadn't done it yet, man. That's my boy Gooch, and I love Gooch. The Gooch is loose. He's doing it, man. He's been so close. You know, I normally love to bet guys to win outright if they've either done it before or if they've been in the last group or two at least See, once or is, twice, this which a, he this has. Shouldn't count. This shouldn't which count. he has. He's 22 to 30, 1. But he's 33 to 1 on points bet. Oh, that's a great deal. I think I might get that. So that, well, so like that changes. Well, the- well, my fate is Gooch on DraftKings, and my play is <laughs> Gooch on points bet because he's twenty-two to one on DraftKings, thirty-three to one on points bet. This is why I do line shopping, mm-hmm. folks. That's why I got to have more than one book if you're going to do this. All right. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I agree. He's, not, he's I not, like not one of my one. favorites up here. I, I don't okay. mind him in DFS. He's really cheap. In, I mean, in the lower nines in DFS, I don't mind it. You know, are we going to see him get it done over, you know, are we, are we finally going to see him, you know, do it on a track like this? I don't know. Maybe we will. He's definitely come very close. It would not shock me, but it's not one that I feel so good about as the, you know, top five or sixth guy on the betting board. I don't love that. Um, okay. I like Scheffler. If I'm going to go short here, I like Scheffler at 18 to one. You know, I'm sure if Chalk Bomb Ben even still listens to this show, you know, he's probably been waiting on me to say something like, you know, he's the Texas guy, right? He's played, plays, mm, you know, played yeah, at te- UT and he's a Texas guy. We're in Texas and that means all Texas guys play well in Texas, right? Ben's been waiting on me to say that. I haven't said that yet, but here it is. But Scotty Scheffler, I mean, I love Scotty. I'm ready for him to go ahead and get the, get the deal done. I mean, how crazy would it be for Gooch to win before Scotty Scheffler wins? That would be, that would be Gooch-tastic, but very weird. Is what I was what I say, but he's at eighteen to one on both points bet and DraftKings. But my favorite bet by far in here, I'm only going to have one bet in here, and it's probably going to be Matt Wolf at twenty five to one. No doubt, no ifs ands buts about it. The dude's playing so good right now. Got all the distance you need here, and he's playing well, and he's confident. He's he's actually scrambling really well. So I'm all in on Matt Wolf at twenty five to one. I think that's a good deal. Oh, 30 to one on points bet? No. That number's gone up. That number's gone up. It was not 30 to 1 when I looked earlier. He's 30 to 1 on points bet. Then I have no one here. I have, I have Scotty Scheffler. Next range, I have Matt Wolf at 30 to 1. And <laughs> surprise, Taylor Gooch at 33 to 1. <laughs> yeah. So this is all over the place. Well, I like, I like the, both of those. I like PK, though. I like Brooks Kepka here at nope. 30 to 1. 
I'm I'm gonna play him. Nope. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do Brooks Cup at thirty to one. Not doing it. I just think uh look, look he had some input on the course, so now he's all of a sudden his I'm irons not saying, I his irons are gonna that. be magically good again. I did not say that, but I still think on a tough golf course like this, he can have a good week. He's out of vacation mode. No. Who knows? Um so I like Brooks Cup. Hey, you get him at thirty to one. Yeah, I know. No, you're Brooks right. Cup. And I, you're right. That that is a number with a guy like that that you just you just do it. It's kind of an auto bet. Yeah. It really is. You're right. I just don't. Sam, Sam, we're out of this fate. Yeah, there you go. Change that graphic. Oh, look at Pat calling shots here. Look, he's paying enough attention to call to call the the, the lower thirds. Jeez. Uh, so, sorry, Mr. Perry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, it won't happen again. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, uh, I hosted the show by myself last week, Sam. I know how these things go now. Yeah. Okay? You don't even need me anymore, really. I know it's supposed to be happening. Okay. I almost put the graphic up myself because I even know where oh to go God. to do that. Sorry, I'll I'll pay attention now. I'm sorry. Um, I can't even. The lines have moved because an hour before our DFS show, I wrote these lines down, and I'm already seeing another one that's different. Aaron Wise is 33 to one on points bet in this mid tier. I love that. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite bets. The guy's playing so good right now. He's won his only PJ Tour victories in Texas at the Byron Nelson. Um, surprisingly, puts puts better on Bermuda. Short game, pretty good. Uh, on Bermuda as well. Um, I mean, he's actually one of the best Bermuda putters in this field, which is nuts because Aaron Wise is not known as a good putter, but he's checking the boxes when it comes to Bermuda. So I'm in on Aaron Wise at 33 to one. Man, I got to check these other lines. Go ahead and pop off a few others if you if you see any at the uh, up to 75 range here. I want to make well, sure my numbers are right. A couple that I like here. I like... Um... Uh, I like Jason Kokrak at 50 to 1. Uh, I think we didn't talk about him at all on the DFS show, but I think this is a good course fit for old Kokrak. I think 50 to 1 is a old good number Kokrak. for him. Um, big fan of him at that number. And then also Max Homa at 60 to 1. I no. know you did not like him on the DFS show, but I think 60 to 1 is a little bit too long for that guy. And you know what? I talked about having a little FOMO on, uh, was, it, was it Sam Burns? I'm definitely, I would definitely, I mean, can you imagine Sunday, DB? No, I can't tell you right if now. You I can't. don't if you don't have any Max Homa on your car. Oh, I can imagine that. Yes, and he's there. It's sixty to one, and you decided not to bet him this week. Yeah, because like, I mean, you can't. Yeah, I can can't because do. he's not going to win. He's not going to win two two events in the fall season. And this how one, how is he not going to win? How can he, he not, not? I mean, this is he could. He, I love Max, but he's just not sixty to one. I love it. What was the one he won? Did he win Fortinet? Was it Fortinet? What was the one he won? We are t- we have the worst memory. What was the tournament he won this year? The Fortinet. Like, he's won God a ton of tournaments this year. This year, I said the one this year, like the most recent one. He's only won twice on the PJ Tour. The Fortinet. Three I don't times. care. Three times. He's going to win a third time this week. No, he's won three times. So this will be the fourth. fourth. He won the Fortinet. There's no way he wins the Fortinet and this. There's just no way. Okay. Well, I don't care. I like him at sixty to one. Um. um good. What if? I don't know. I mean, I feel weird even saying this, but I mean, I, I like Lonto Griffin at sixty to one. I, I'm. It's weird to see him playing well again because he kind of didn't for a long time. It definitely didn't. But he gained strokes on Bermuda. He hits it well in the wind. 
which I, I think this is going to, we didn't talk about the weather. We're going to need to check into that. You're going to need to subscribe to our email list, you know, be in the nut hut. Weather's going to play a factor for sure, I, I think, uh, here in Houston. But he's a good win player. And he, he pl- when, he, when he was like doing his thing earlier, like in 2020, 2019, he played very well on tough golf courses, tough tracks. And, um, and now we're starting to see a little bit of form with the, new, with the new season. Sixth place at the Shriners, seventh at the Zozo. I like seeing a little bit of that form, and he's a proven PJ Tour winner, 60-1. to one. I think is a is an okay number for Lonto. Not one of my favorite bets, but I think I'd take it. All right. That's probably it. Going All down. Right, do I need to take over here? No, I'm good. Next range. <laughs> uh next range up to one twenty five to one. I got two names and, and let me just check to make sure they haven't gotten freaking longer. Oh well, no one's gotten shorter. That sucks. Hold on. Okay, yep, yep, they got short. Johnny Vegas is now 80 to 1. He was 90 to 1 2 hours ago at uh on points bet, but he's now 80 to 1 on DraftKings and points bet both. I mean, you know, played University of Texas, hits it a long way. PGA Tour winner has popped recently with a little bit of form. Um I think Johnny V at 80 to 1, I'll throw a, I'll throw something at. And then I I know a guy both of us kind of like is Taylor Pendrith. We don't like his golf swing, but I mean, the dude hits it. I mean, who are we to say anything about his golf swing? Because he hits it longer than God. So uh, that's cool. And he almost won just a couple weeks ago before he crapped the bet on the 71st hole. So why not give him a shot at 110 to 1 on DK? That's it for me. Okay. Well, I uh, know you, you can't stand Mito. Mito Pereira, 80 no, to 1. No, let's, let's, think- not, let's, not, let's not get it twisted. I don't, I don't want to be known as a Mito hater. I like Mito a lot. I have been touting Mito. Since Mito got out here, but I just said he is simply for this week, he is transitioned, which is a popular thing to do in 2021 is transition. He is transitioned from Mito horny to Mito tired. He's, he's whooped, man. He's ready for Christmas. He ready, he ready for, he's ready to see his family and he's ready to eat some stuff and come back in January rare and ready to go but the dude's ha- the dude has been running hard since his battlefield promotion on the on the corn Ferry tour and i yeah, think he's yeah. tired and we've not seen him play a tough course yet i just want to see him pl- all i'm saying is i just want to see him play one tough course and let's see what happens when he has to miss greens and not, get up and down i just didn't realize that transitioning was so popular in 2020 oh yes yeah, real popular i mean for, you'll be doing it here pretty soon no yeah 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 <laughs> Wait, like, what do you mean? Like, what, like, transitioning? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some transition? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe you could transition now to the next pick. How about okay, that? I'm going to transition to the next pick. Uh, oh, you know, I'm surprised you didn't mention Luke List, but, uh, well, well that's because we're in the, we're not in the right range. Oh, wait, he is 150 to one, but that's why. Okay. There, there's, there's some big difference on some of these. Guys, um, I do like him twelve to one top ten. Um, a few others that I like here in this range. Um, well, God, I need to switch to a different book because uh, the one I had wasn't. So you did the same thing. You were kind of looking at the oh, wrong God. book. What? A, this is a disaster. Um, do we just need to move to the next? 
Yeah, let's move to the next okay. range because everybody else I have. Yeah, there. I don't have that many in that in that other range. So yeah, I mean now now you're at bombs over 125 to one. Okay, so I just mentioned one, Luke List, 150 to one. So you like can, Luke? I do like Luke, but I think I like him better at that top ten at 12 to one. I don't think he's going to, but you know you could get him at 150 to one. Um, you know, interesting Keith Mitchell, 150 yep. to one. Yep. Keith Mitchell, this could be a Keith Mitchell week. I really think it's Tough could be. golf course, rewards distance in Bermuda. That is Keith Mitchell, 100%. Yeah, absolutely love that number for him. Um, if What's his top 10 number? Where is he? He almost hit it for us a couple weeks ago. His the top same. 10 number is also 12 to 1, just like Luke List. When he so, finished third at the CJ Cup, my, my, spide, my, my spidey senses were going off for Keith Mitchell. And they're going off again right now. Yeah. You got Hudson Swafford also. He's yep. 180 to 1. Yep. I like that. Um, 14 to 1 is a top 10. I think that's a good good play there. Um, you know, one other one that I think you could look at. Um, oh, poor, <sighs> poor Scott Anderson in the chat says Ryan Palmer 130 to 1. No. Oof. I don't God. think so, Did- man. I mean, I know it's Texas. I know it's Ryan Palmer. We want to do that, but. I don't think the forum's been good enough for, for something's going on with him right now. And I, yeah. and I like Ryan Palmer. I'm usually a couple Ryan more guy. here that I, I just like. So, one, Dylan Fratelli, he's yeah. a 201 to win, 14 to one as a top 10, 35 to one as a top five. The other guy, I think, and I, I would actually um, pose this question to our, our guests later mm. uh, because I'd like to know his opinion on this guy. And that is Peter Uline. He is 250 to one. Uh, he is sixteen to one hot as wife. a top ten, as a top ten bet. Extremely hot wife. Yeah. Um, but he played well in the Corn Ferry Tour last year in some spurts. Um, he's obviously had a lot of experience PGA Tour on experience, the PGA. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm interested to see what our what our guest has to say. So hopefully he's he's listening and writing that down about Peter Uline, not just for this tournament, but uh, maybe for. 2021 2022 so there you go well i don't hate any of those actually i like a lot of those. i like a lot of bombs down here i'm really trying to conjure up long shot season um i like grayson sig at 150 to one because i see sig as that ball striker kind of grindy um bermuda loving sea island mafia member son of a gun you know um augusta boy he's going to be on the podcast here pretty soon too so i like i like grayson sig at 150 to one and you know, is it time to get back on on my my you know another another lover boy of mine, Sep Straka? You know, we know I love mm. I love some Sep. He's finally making cuts again. He's trending very slowly from like a butt ton of missed cuts to a 66th at the Zozo where there was no cut to a 51st at Bermuda and a 33rd just last week. But he likes this place. Um, you know, he finished. What did he do here last year? He did pretty good here last year. Finished fifth here last year. It's a bomber's course. You know, is Sep one to look at at 140 to one? Very possibly. But I, I love Hendrick Norlander at 150 to one. I talked him up on the DFS show. He's not the longest player, but he's not short. He's a great ball striker. His iron play is tremendous. He scrambles well on Bermuda. Bermuda's his best putting surface, and that's usually what holds Hendrick back. Um, I mean, he's, he's just, and, he, and he's been in the hunt. He has been in a final, final group or two a couple of times on the PGA Tour in the last 12 months. Like, I think he could close the door if given the opportunity, and 150 to one's a big number. So 
Norlander for me is 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 one that I like. Top twenties, just some top twenty. Now I don't know where Pat Pat started. We use all we used to do on this show is name outrights and top twenties. All I ever put in the rundown is outrights and top twenties. And Pat wants to call out top tens. I don't. know. I just like some of the top he ten just, numbers. Uh, okay. So. Well, do you have any top twenty numbers, or probably not? Yeah, I got a few oh, top okay. twenty numbers. Which, yeah. Who? What are what are those? Would you okay. like to share with the class anyone that you didn't mention? Well, um, I did not mention um, Chad Ramey. He's plus 300. Oh, Ramey's playing good right now, huh? I like that it's number for him. Start. Um, you got, um, well, I like Pendrith is plus 330. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good number for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like Adam Long, but I like, him as, I like him as a top 20 at plus 400. He has a good finish here. I think he was T11 a few, uh, last year on this course. I think that's a good number. Um, you know, list again, you know, Luke list is, is plus 500, uh, as a top 20, uh, a couple more that are a little bit longer that I think are some, some decent numbers. Uh, Hudson Swafford plus 600, Dylan Fratelli plus 650, um, both as top twenties. Last one, I give you a guy who's played well recently, Vincent Whaley at plus 700. I think, uh, that's a good number too. Okay. Let's um hey Pat, let's let's do this. Why don't we recap our favorite picks? Just a, just a few of our favorite picks. Guys we think you need to jump on now before the line moves again. You know, our, our friends at covers want us to uh, you know, kind of make sure we we summarize what we what we what we've done here tonight, which we probably don't need to summarize all of what we've done here tonight, but you know, just some favorite outrights, some top twenties. We think, hey, these are the early leans, the guys we think you need to jump on right now. One of these guys I actually didn't even mention. He slipped by me. I don't know how he slipped by me. I guess, I guess, because I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to get your wrath of saying his name over and over again. But Maverick McNeely for me continues to be a name that I continue to back. And and at this point, I mean, in his last ten events, he's given you six top twenty fives. He fired a seven under round on Sunday just uh, yesterday uh, at at Mayakoba. He's forty five to one outright. I, I think Maverick McNeely is ready to win. It's just a matter of putting the four rounds together, but I think he's ready. He was just in a final group a couple weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, during the swing season, um, and he just kind of choke jobbed it on the last couple holes. But Mav at forty-five to one is one of my favorite outrights. Aaron Wise at thirty to one, who I mentioned, is one of my favorite outrights, and Matt Wolf at twenty-five to one. So kind of the shorter numbers for me, the short to mid-range numbers, you know, this week. I guess I'm, I guess I'm tired of seeing these short numbers win when we're used to seeing the bombs and the, and the long shot season happen at this point of the year, but it is what it is. And then I've got three top 20s that I like. One is Aaron Wise at plus 140. I think that is about as, I mean, to me, it's like, I, got, I mean, Matt Wolf's like a plus 110 top 20, but I wanted to go a little bit longer and feel like super good about it. And I think with Aaron Wise at plus 140, I do feel really solid about that top 20. And then I'm going to mix it up with two other bomb top 20s. Hendrick Norlander at 5-1 to one and Dylan Fertelli at plus 650, who you mentioned, at, uh, for, for top 20s. Fertelli, you know, hits it a mile and scrambles like some of the best on tour. Everything else he's pretty bad at. So, you know, cross your fingers, but Fertelli's known to play well on a tough course that rewards distance and the ability to get up and down. So... Fratelli at plus 650, Norlander at 5-1, to one, and Wise at plus 140 are my favorite top 20s, and that's it for me. 
All right. Well, here's some of my favorites. I, I definitely got to go with Sung JM at 20 to 1. I mean, I think, you know, he's going to get, he could, he could possibly get a second win in the last uh, month. So I like Sun JM. I like Brooks Kepka thirty to one. I'm I'm sorry. I just I got to go with a guy that's as good as he is in this field, getting thirty to one. I love that. And then Jason Kokrak at fifty to one. I think that is um, probably my third favorite play this week. Um, if you're looking at top twenties, um, you know you mentioned Fratelli. I think that's one that I really like this week. Um, another couple here that I think are, are really good good plays um i like i like shane lowry at plus 150 as a top 20 and then another one i'll give you as well outside of uh you know probably anybody i've mentioned um but uh it's i think this is just a i don't know i feel like this is just an easy top 20 bet here and that is are you figuring out no I got I got a little sidetracked. Seamus Power at plus one seventy five. I mentioned him on the DFS show as a good play. I like him at plus one seventy five. I like Seamus. All right. There's your favorite early leans and recap presented by covers.com. Check it out. Winning starts at covers.com. Appreciate them for supporting the podcast. All right. So that kind of buttons up the betting picks, but we have a special guest tonight. And I guess an announcement. You know, we've we've kind of alluded to it already. Uh, but we are expanding, right? So starting in January, we, we've already seen our boy Mark Hill kind of take the European Tour podcast and run with it uh, under the Tour Junkies network. And Mark's doing a great job, tremendous job. And, you know, he's going to cover every European Tour event that, that hits, the, you know, hits the calendar from a DFS standpoint and a betting standpoint. Um, but if you look around, it's like, well, hey, there's the Corn Ferry Tour too, which is... You know, super important because not only can you bet on the Corn Ferry Tour, not only can you play DraftKings for the Corn Ferry Tour, but like if you track it and you pay attention, then you know these guys before everyone else gets to know them on the PGA Tour when they show up at these at these events. So you can have a definite edge, and we we love the Corn Ferry Tour, so we uh, we sought to find a host for said Corn Ferry Tour podcast, and we have found one. And if producer Sam wants to bring him in right now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tour Junkies Network and tonight's podcast. Not Justin Bieber, it's uh, it's Garrett Simmons. Welcome, Garrett. How's it going, buddy? What's up, guys? Look at Garrett. Look at him. He's he's all young and good looking and sounds great on that microphone. And he's ready to talk golf and help you lose a lot of money, right, Garrett? That's right. It's from Good Board. Um, Garrett Simmons comes to us. He's a former Corn Ferry Tour caddy. For a few years, we'll let him tell you a little bit more about that. But Garrett's going to be hosting a Corn Ferry Tour podcast for us starting in January when it kicks back up. Mid-January, I think it is. Uh, so every week, Garrett, Garrett will be here talking up the uh, KFT with some betting picks and uh, some DFS stuff as well. Garrett, why don't you tell the folks a little bit more about you and your background? Yeah, I, uh, like you said, 27. I went to Appalachian State, born and raised in North Carolina. Um, Started caddying in college. Realized I could make a lot more money carrying a golf club than I could swinging one. Mm, I worked same. at a course called Diamond Creek up in the mountains, really high-end uh, private course. Uh, when I graduated, did it full-time, went back and forth between there and their sister course, uh, Congaree, down in South Carolina. Um, did that for about a year. Then got plugged into a uh, bag on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, 
and from there worked for a guy named Christian Brand for about a year, then moved over and worked for Max Rotliff for a season. Um, got out of the game, was tired of being on the road for a million weeks out of the year, and took a job with TrackMan. So I've built and designed some indoor golf simulators, um, doing some work with PupView. Um, now I am in the real estate space, which I've always kind of been, but doing it more full time. Um, still playing golf, betting on golf, watching golf, um, plugged into all the players and caddies I knew along the way. I did actually work two PGA Tour events this year for a uh, a uh, a guy you guys will hear about, Tainley. Uh, yes. I think he actually just finished tenth this week at Q School, so he's got some starts this week this year. Nice, and, um, and he's a stick. So. Yeah, that's 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 it in a nutshell. Taint um, Lee, man. I mean, how was that going 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 down toe to toe with DJ at at Congaree? It was fun. It was it was a perfect storm because obviously I knew that golf course because I used to I was the, you know one of the first caddies there, so I knew it more than the rest of the field did. And then I also didn't. We detained agent knew some people that knew me, so I didn't even actually know him before. I got a random call from a California number that I thought was trying to sell me health insurance or something and it was tainly um so he was it was full trust he was like just tell me where to hit it and he just happened to be wow. stripe it all week and um then he mondayed into uh, the rocket mortgage a couple weeks later um i think it was like six events he mondayed in this year so um we had a little missed a cut there and i think he finished just outside the 200 to get to not make it to corn Ferry final so he was back to first stage q school which he battled through and got all the way through so a lot of fun um and uh yeah so as, as you look ahead to the Corn Ferry Tour season, like you look at the schedule, like how, how many of those tracks are, or are there probably how many of those tracks are you not familiar with as opposed to how many are you familiar with? I'm sure you probably know most I, of them. Yeah, I would say I probably, since I've been out of the game, I probably know probably 90% of them. I, see, I think there's one new one this year in Louisiana, which is good because that other one was a piece of shit. Um, and... Yeah, all, all the rest of the courses I know. There's some courses that do suck that guys will skip. The thing is, is guys really don't skip any courses because they can't afford yeah. to because mm-hmm. every point matters. Every, everything. So those are the events that you kind of want to look out and, and realize the guys you want to fade. and realize. There's even guys that will come back down from the PGA Tour and play in those events because they play good every year or vice versa. Mm. Which you actually see a lot more of now because the pga tour runs so deep when there's an event every week and so you'll see a lot of those like guys that have really bad status in the pga tour that aren't getting in to come back and play on the corn Ferry tour like steven yeager will come back and then win six corn Ferry tour events and then just every car on the pga tour you know, so. <laughs> um yeah which i heard pat say something about peter uline which i i don't have a lot of experience with him but he does feel like a very steven yeagerish guy stripes it can mess around and win a corn fairy event and then you never hear about him until he's back on the corn fairy tour mm. it's kind of what's happened to him right i mean he, yeah. he he's been on yeah. tour before um but he does have a very hot wife okay yes he does I'm most of them do <laughs> yeah okay uh student yeah, that's observation. important that's important for some of these people <laughs> it is it is yeah. um yeah, no doubt <laughs> Garrett, any other kind of just things to know things for people to understand to know about the corn fairy tour maybe they you know, maybe they don't really follow it typically, or maybe they, um, or maybe they, they casually do, but they've never bet on it before. Like anything, you you would want people to know up front before they start listening to uh, to your show when it drops in January. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. One of the big things that I don't think uh, the general public doesn't really understand is 
is these guys are like, it's a traveling circus. I mean, I think every tour player will tell you their funnest years playing golf or most fun years playing golf was on the Coin Prairie Tour. That being said, you're booking all your own travel. You're, you know, on Priceline more than you're on Marriott.com because you're trying to figure out, even the players, not just the caddies, trying to save a dollar. And so that alone kind of can wear on you. And if you're not prepared, some of these young guys that are 18, 19, that have all the game in the world, if they're not prepared to kind of like deal with everything else that comes with playing professional golf, then they can kind of, you know, you'll see them come into trouble and be in trouble. Um, and that's one thing that not that, and that still definitely exists on the PGA tour, but you have agents are a little bit more involved and you're not, you know, it's, it's not as, um, you're not, as, you're not doing as much of the dirty work on your own. Um, even self-advertisement. A lot of these guys don't have agents because agents aren't getting the big percentages of their deals since they're doing all that on their own. That's one thing to look at. Um, I mentioned I mentioned the tour guys coming down and playing the corn Ferry events. Um, the purses did have gone up this year, which will only just kind of put more money in their pockets. I don't think it's going to incentivize anyone to play better or worse. Um, what about what about your uh, what do you like to gamble on, Garrett? It doesn't have to be golf. You're, so you're a degenerate I, gambler, right? It could be tough. It could be tough in corn Ferry. I love to bet tournament matchups, so I just love I'd pick someone that I love and pick someone that I hate, and then just bet them tournament matchup or maybe round one and then and go from there. I'm actually, I, I need to be more into your guys. I'm, I'm usually out on the long shot guys because I know anybody can win on any week out of the year. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm a big tournament matchup guy, which hopefully as gambling kind of takes off that we see more the, of those. Uh, yeah. See more of that in the corn parade tour. Cause it is tough to find, you know, numbers and top, you know, usually you ski. I, I think the books kind of try to, they know they don't know as much about these guys. And so they cover themselves by only saying, okay, outright winners. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That could be a little bit tougher. Um, but um, are there any guys on the Corn Freight Tour that maybe like, maybe either didn't make it through, um, through, through the finals to the PJ Tour, through the Order of Merit to the PJ Tour, and they're going to be back on the Corn Freight Tour again? Or, or maybe yeah. guys that you know that just qualify that, that just finished up? Um, that you kind of look at and go, that dude's got yeah. that dude's got some game for this yeah. year. Yeah, couple. Uh, Kevin Dordery, Oklahoma State guy. Yep, mm-hmm. he he can play. I mean, he's one of those guys that his game probably fits the PGA Tour better than the Corn Ferry Tour. Okay, what does that mean? Because I've heard people say that. What does that What does that mean to you? So, like, like quite what you're saying about Mito or Steven Yeager. Like the Corn Ferry Tour, the rough is shorter. The greens aren't as fast. Like, there's on the in the PGA Tour, if you're in the middle of the fairway from 150 yards, there's there's places in yardage books that you are just completely X'd out. If you have the best hands in the world, if you hit it over there, good five. You're not making par. Mm-hmm. On the Corn Ferry Tour, you just fired every flag, and if you miss the green, you're either going to chip in or you have a putt for par. There's not really a lot of jail. And so that kind of comes with the mentality of how you're going to play, which can translate to both you know games. But the guys that are a little bit – that aren't as tight or that – kind of gets you know that that aren't as patient are gonna fight like they can get away with that on the corn fairy tour because they just fired everything and they're good but on the pga tour they realize they're in that mindset okay i don't need to shoot seven under every single day i can shoot two under and you know i can shoot two three six two and be in contention the corn fairy tour you shoot I mean, you can miss a cut you're, shooting six yeah under. <laughs> you're trunk slamming two days. Unbelie- yeah, you're, yeah 69 69 you know, thanks for coming out. We'll see you on, you know, you're on the range on Saturday morning. You um, know who sounds to me like more of a corn, I mean, a, not a PGA tour person versus a corn fairy tour? Maverick McNeely. Shut up. 
Maverick <laughs> oh, the guy who just had six straight, six, yeah. six top 25s so, in the mean, last I, 10 events. You were so that's what I'm saying. I think he's better I, on the PGA Tour because he wasn't uh, great uh, on maybe. the Corn Ferry Tour. He wasn't. I, yeah, he wasn't. I agree with all. He, yeah, I, I mean, did Mavi? I don't I know. Him well, he's, he's been, I've, I've been paired with him. We were paired with him a couple times. He's just, he's just a weird dude. <laughs> and he dates Daniel King and like, yeah. he's just weird. He's just, I mean, his game's good. They just golf he, I, mean, I will each say, other all the time. I will say he puts the living shit. He yeah. puts the day out of it. Yeah. Like every putt he hits, if he doesn't, I would say him and Ben Coles is another one of the, like if, if, if his putts don't go in, they're a foot past the hole at make speed. Like yeah, but Coles just cannot, he can't, can't, what does he, he can't, do? Yeah. He just yeah, can't stay it. on the PGA tour and he's, yeah. he's yeah. a lifer corn fairy guy. I've, I've a, uh, well, he kind of, I've, I, I knew, I knew him pretty well. He's one of the best dudes out there. He kind of, he seems like a great dude. I'm not, I think he just kind of got a bad, his one year on tour. He was so young. I mean, he won his first two events as a pro and I don't think he kind of got the gist of it. I think if he could have maybe, if he could have maybe slid through the cracks and kept his card a year or two, then he would have figured it out. And then he just got stuck kind of just keeping his car in the corn Ferry tour. I don't even know if he's won since he's just like a top 10 machine. Um, his caddy JJ is an absolute absolute legend. He's like ninety years old with one tooth. Oh yeah, um, and um, so yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben. Who else is on my list? Braden Thornberry, old Miss guy. Yeah, what happened to him? He's he was supposed to be really, a stud a couple years ago. He's really really good. He played at Oklahoma. Out, you know, he played at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. He's good. Uh, another guy I really love is uh, Stephen Franken, an NC State guy, North Carolina guy. Hits the shit out of it. Hits it a mile. Um, he kind of had his like. There's a lot of guys that come out in the Corn Ferry Tour, and his talent alone was enough to keep his card. But I think just learning the whole professional golf, learning how to travel, he just got married, all of those kind of logistics. I think a lot of guys are really content with keeping their card for a year. Mm. Believe it or not, like mm. there's guys that come out that are Corn Ferry rookies that are like, I just want to keep because there's a lot of benefits. If you're in the 75, you keep your health care, you keep your, you know, you keep. There's all these like your pension, all of this mm. stuff that's like benefits and so as the year gets on people are like less focused on winning and they're like i just want to stay in that 75 range and then the next year they're like all right screw that i can win an event um charlie saxon's another guy that's pretty good oklahoma bombs it um Love kevin dordery i like um max gracerman he works with jeff smith who works with like victor hovland and those guys he had a really good year last year and he's kind of had he's had, now has two years under his belt um and they all hit it really far. New guys, um, I do like my guy Tainley. I like John Augustine. Mm-hmm. It was a big, really big amateur guy. Um, I don't know if he finished in the number or he might get some starts. Um, he does get. I noticed today he was kind of the middle of the pack in key schools. So I think he's going to get some and then starts. But. Some of the guys that are outside the forty, which is kind of tough. I mean, they, they there's there's guys that won't get any starts if you finish T fifty, T sixty three. It's they have conditional status, but all that means is if they get a sponsor invite or they Monday in their points count. Um, but I think in that category, Akshay Batia, he'll he's already Monday into a bunch of events. He'll Monday in. He's a stick. Literally, he's like 80 pounds. Oh, yeah, I know. We know. Uh, Chalk Bomb Ben's uh, a big Akshay stalker. He follows Akshay to like restaurants and stuff. It's kind of creepy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. That's creepy. definitely more creepy because he's like 13 years old. Yeah. 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 Ben's a creepy guy, man. You've not seen yeah. him before. Austin Eckrode, I love the Oklahoma State yeah. guy. His yeah. He's really good. He's, he's made a couple of cuts on the PGA Tour. 
Um, I also love this is kind of sketchy to say, but I like Tom Lovelady. He okay. he plays it really good. He he he's was a, on the tour for a minute. But he's a tour caliber player. Yeah. He just kind of like just kind of loves just kind of got in. His he's a head case. I mean, he's one of the worst he had one of the worst <laughs> attitudes. And he, I think this past year he quit golf. He was working for Discovery Landing and it's kind of has like this new kind what of is discovery landing. Is that like a kid's science center or something? Discovery landing is that company that owns like Baker's Bay and yeah. owns the summit and all those. Like, I thought that was where like kids go and mess around with ma- electromagnetic yeah. fields and stuff. And they touch the I ball. Like in their hair up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Garrett just did that field trip like four years ago. Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a, there's another guy, Jeremy Paul, his brother, Yannick Paul, they're twins. Jake Paul, is that Jake Paul's brother? Does he fight guys? I don't think so. His brother just qualified for the European tour. He just made it through finals. Um, That's another Oh, yeah, yeah, Yannick. 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 He's, he was like, he's, he, they've lived in Scottsdale. He's kind of been like a mini tour legend for the last few years. They're really good. I've seen. We followed them around a little bit when, uh, when there was no golf in the, what was that tour? That little mini tour out there? there? Oh yeah. Yeah. The one that like Joel Damon will like play in. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, the Uh, the outlaw tour. Outlaw tour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Paul Bros destroy the Outlaw Tour. Oh yeah, and they live in Scottsdale, and it's it's actually I people don't realize it. If you are a decent player, you can make more money playing on mini tours than the Corn Ferry Tour because you don't have expenses. So like, if you're outside the seventy five in the Corn Ferry Tour, you're losing money because you have you're paying your caddy every week, whether you miss the cut, you're flying seven nights in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Mini tour, you just hop in your car, you drive, you pay whatever five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, and then you drive home. Um, Gosh. So if you win a couple of those events, I mean, you can make you can make good money being a mini tour mini tour legend. Gosh, um, who else? Who else is in that? Brandon Crick is a guy that I've actually uh, I actually worked a couple of weeks for before. He's really good. I've seen his name? He's yeah. like he's a uh, he's like boys with um, Larry the Cable guy. I only met him oh, somewhere. Nice. That's like his big sponsor. Um, I like Scott Harrington. He, I think he's back on the tour this year. Yeah. He's kind Harrington of been back was, in the uh, So I was just hanging out with his, uh, well, Kyle Peters, who caddies for Hub- or yeah, Hubbard, uh, yeah. caddied for uh, Harrington this week in the landings. And mm. uh, okay. so we just hung out yesterday and Harrington yeah. was playing well. He, he kind of started off bad because he got a rough draw, but uh, came on strong. He hits it a the long way. The other thing that I look at is like uh, – so these the guy the instructors that these guys work with there's like a really cool there's a really big trend on who works with who so like like for instance Jeff Smith works with Victor Hovland he works with Max Graceman he were you know some uh, Boyd Summerhays has taken on all these guys mm-hmm. and it's it's not it's not a coincidence that he's just started working with Taylor Gooch and Gooch is going through the roof Mark Blackburn one of the best teachers in the country he's now got Homa Gary Woodland just got on with them you know like. So there's a lot of guys that still teach some corn fairy tour guys that are kind of under the radar that um, their games are improving. Like Victor Holland didn't just wake up and say, "Oh, I can chip now." Like yeah. there's been some serious work put in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the only other guy on my list is Jimmy Stanger, UVA guy. He's been out there for like Seen two him. or three years, yeah. and he's just like, I mean, he's one of those guys you watch on the driving range that is just, you know, well, how does he not shoot sixty five every time? Mm. Um, yeah, people but, say that about um, me too, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. If you only play thirteen holes. Yeah. Uh, listen, Garrett, we're looking forward to this. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think people are going to enjoy getting educated on the Corn Ferry Tour and the guys, and just kind of how it works, which I think is going to be a lot of fun right. to hear. Um, you know, 
Garrett obviously knows a lot of the caddies, a lot of the players, a lot of obviously these golf courses. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the, to listening to it myself. But we'll have Garrett on the PJ Tour show as well, a handful of times. We'll hop on with him. Uh, but you know, we wanted to get him on to introduce him to everybody before the the you know the season really starts, even though it's a couple months away, uh, because it really doesn't get started until it's the Bahamas, like mid January, right? In that yeah, January. Yeah, and it's like a, the first two weeks of the year, like a Sunday through Wednesday, right? Or is it? Yeah, which honestly, they should do all they should year do that because the whole they would have time. way more coverage. They would have yes. way more coverage if guys want. If if guys get into a PGA Tour event, yes. they don't have to decide. That's the yeah. other thing. A lot of these guys they won't go play in a tour event because they don't want to ruin their number on yeah. the, whatever. Um, oh, I wish they would do that. The only yeah, the only you know, the only other thing I would say as far as like you know why why bet on the corn Ferry Tour is that there's just a lot more stuff that people don't know or oh so and so like ate in and out for like two weeks straight or didn't sleep more than three hours the entire week in Colombia, like he's got no chance, you know, and those are the kind of things that the players You want a married got, you want a married man in Colombia? Colombia? Yeah, 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 you want a married man in Colombia. <laughs> There's just a lot more you have a lot more like maybe a Mormon. Like, I, I you get think, another think, you get another Boyd Summerhays student, maybe. Right. Get right. one of those. I think guys guys are kinda of, it's almost like it's like freshman year of college almost getting on the corn ferry tour. There's guys that are just sheltered. They're they're like, Oh wow, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. I got a blue check mark by my name now. Like all these mm. other opportunities come up. And so there's a lot of guys that are learning how to just navigate pro golf off the golf course that you just kept, you know, once they get to the PGA tour, not that you don't have, you know, some shenanigans out there, but I would say in general, it's a little bit more business when you're playing for 10 times as much money mm. um, on the PGA yeah. tour. Yeah. yeah. But um, love it. The only other thing I will say is uh, da- watch out for Davis Riley. He's he'll win on the PGA tour hundred mm. percent. Okay. And he's one, he's, he was in the long shot this week. Um, at like that two hundred to one range. Yeah, he's um, out there right now, and he's an Alabama stick that you know JT backs and says you know it's, yeah, he's he's good. So yeah, cool. He's a real deal. Sixty five hundred on DraftKings right now. He's like yeah, two hundred something to one. T seven at the Bermuda a couple weeks ago. Riley's a good player for sure. We'll see. We'll see. I I feel like he needs to get in the hunt first. We need to see him in the hunt. Yeah, um, I wouldn't bet. Yeah, I wouldn't bet him. Maybe to. I mean, he's kind of one of the guys you want a sneaky top twenty-five yeah. or top twenty or like a tournament matchup guy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say his first time in contention. He's going to yeah. come home and win. But um, yeah, cool. I appreciate you guys having me, Garrett. We appreciate Thanks, you, Garrett. man. And um, listen, y'all can catch Garrett Simmons on the Corn Ferry Tour Junkies podcast starting in mid-January. Uh, Garrett, former caddy out there, knows a lot of the guys doing some work with TrackMan, Putt View, you know, dabbling in the real estate. Garrett's just got the whole life working out for him right now. Look at him. I mean, just look at him. You know, I mean, look at me and Pat, then look at him, then look back at me and Pat, then look at him. And you can see there's one of us that has their life going for him right now, and it's Garrett. So, uh, all right. Thanks for joining, man. We appreciate it. Listen, everybody have a great week for the Houston Open. May your screens be green. Get that cheddar. Let's go to the betting ticket window and have a great night. We'll see you next week for the last tournament preview of the season of the year of 2021 of our Lord, RSM Classic, next week. See you. Oh!